Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman. And our next guest is Lynn Hughes, founder and CEO of Comfort Zone Camp. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. So tell our listeners a little about Comfort Zone Camps and uh, how you founded it and uh, what the need that you saw was. Comfort Zone Camp is a national bereavement camp for grieving kids. And we help kids primarily 7 to 17. We also help young adults, but kids who are grieving the loss of a, a parent or guardian, sibling, and now we've actually expanded, ex, expanded also into helping kids with friend loss. We offer weekend camps all at no cost. And we've been doing this since 1998. And we've helped over 20,000 children at, in, during that time. And it's definitely a passion project. It was started, uh, I was aware that there were no resources for grieving kids and combine that with my love of summer camp. And the reason why camp was so uh, special to me and this type of camp is my parents died when I was young. My mom died when I was nine after playing tennis and pulling a muscle in her leg and dying three days later in her sleep from a blood clot, fluky weird. Mm -hmm. And then two and a half years later, my dad died of a heart attack the day before I started junior high. And so for me, everybody tries to struggle with the why does adversity happen to them? And you know, I believed it happened for a reason. And I was supposed to use my life in some way. Fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in college. And you have, and you have. Yeah, so it took <laughs> me a while to get there. And I went to summer camp after my parents died and I loved it. And it allowed me to get back to being a kid again and that bubble of camp and the turbo bonding that happened. And then before I graduated college, I, I wanted to be a cool camp counselor. And I went to a camp in the Poconos and it sounds like a bad TV movie, but I met my husband, Kelly, who was also a camp counselor at, in the Poconos at this camp. And uh, we we uh, love kids and summer camp. And again, I was aware there weren't any resources when I was a kid and all these many years later, there still weren't. So that's how Comfort Zone Camp was started. Wow, amazing, amazing story. So let me first start by uh, offering tremendous kudos. I mean, the fact that you took, you know, an, an opportunity that uh, that you had experienced and saw that there was a need within the market, but the fact that you've helped over 20,000 kids is just uh, amazing. And, and as they say, one at a time, right? Because right. they're all unique and all of the circumstances are unique. So tell us a, a little bit about the evolution of the programs. And I know that uh, we talked a little bit before we started the interview that's that's evolved even further in the age of the pandemic and, and what you provide. But how, how, how do you develop programs um, given that every situation is probably unique? I mean, imagine yeah, one can look at it from a theoretical perspective, the grieving process, the stages, et cetera, is the same for everybody, but people experience them uniquely. Um, so how do you bring it towards kids? And uh, again, dealing with such a wide range of kids, seven to 17, developmentally, very different. Um, you, you, you've obviously uh, developed some skills at, at, at handling that. So tell us a little bit about the, the, the initial process, but uh, you know, far reaching, it's just so fascinating. Sure. Well, the premise was we not only wanted to get kids back to being a kid again, but we also want to give them tools to help them in their everyday grief journey. We know we're not going to cure or fix them during the course of a weekend, but we know they're going to have tough days out of camp. So we do that by, again, the regular fun, s'mores and games and uh, but we also have small support groups throughout the weekend that we call healing circles, and those are led by therapists, and we break the kids down by age, and they're in that same healing circle each time throughout the weekend, which gives them an opportunity to bond, and we do different team building and trust building exercises, and well as telling their stories, focusing also on the coping skills that will help them outside of camp. We also have a closing memorial service that allows the kids who didn't get the chance to say goodbye or that the funerals were too adult oriented. It gives them a chance to own um, having that memorial service and connecting with their, their loved ones. Uh, 
Another special aspect is we do one-to-one -one matching of kids to adults. Every kid who comes is assigned their own volunteer mentor um, of the same gender. And they're kind of like this throughout the weekend, anchor, shadow, mentor, friend. And some of these kids are attention starved because mom or dad understandably are preoccupied with their own grief. And under that attention uh, of a big buddy, they, they truly blossom and grow and heal throughout the weekend. So that, that's how the program started. They are, it's weekends and we were three years old. We, well, I should say we were the first 501c3 bereavement camp in the country. And there was a few hospices doing what we were doing once a year, but it wasn't their full-time outreach. And we were the first ones that fully focused on that. We were three years old when 9-11 happened and nobody was doing what we were doing really through, through, throughout New York or New Jersey. So we knew we needed to go. So we started going up there and that's how we started expanding our geographic footprint. And then we went to California, to Massachusetts, uh, to North Carolina. And then people around the country started asking us to partner with them and they might have a population of grieving kids but didn't have the camp expertise so we we work with different organizations and kind of co-brand camps around the country and we i, I, I was gonna i was gonna ask that so i would imagine you know not only the the development of of the programs but the logistics piece of of your organization must be a challenge because you know it's a far-flung country and there's need all over the place yet you have five locations. So one of the mothers of invention was the partnerships, but is that one of the challenges is, is you know, because it's only a weekend long getting kids to that location and how much of your time is taken up with all the logistics aspects of, of making it work? Well, that's a good question. It, it, there is a definitely a lot of logistics because we are a traveling roadshow. So we've gotten really good at, and we run most of, there's so many things that, we used to have individual offices that did everything. And then we've switched to more centralized on a lot of things are streamlined out of our headquarters in Richmond. And, you know, thank God for Amazon and shipping stuff. And so we've kind of, we can get a lot of stuff out there. And it is a lot of coordination of, of working with the parents, not only to coach them that this will be good for their children um, and to go towards something that may be heavy can be such a healing process. So there's a lot of, of handholding on that, as well as coaching them through how to get there. And sometimes camps are in tricky, tricky places too. So to navigate mountains or uh, planes, trains and automobiles to get there. But um, so yeah, th there's a lot of time on the, on the logistics for sure, but it's certainly worth it when we, we get them there and see them change right in front of our eyes. And, and give us a sense of the scale. How many um, weekend programs do you run in the course of a year? So pre-COVID, <laughs> and then uh, pre-COVID, it was about 25, and that can change year over year. And then uh, last year was the year of the pivot, is what we call it, and that grief was more prevalent than ever. Not only did we have people life grieving, the loss of all these life events because of COVID. And then we had the many, I believe I've, I've read stats as many for, as 40,000 children lost a parent due to COVID. And then we had all the kids that were already grieving. So we just knew to sit around and, and put our head down and wait for the pandemic to end was, was not an option. So we immediately went into uh, the mode of we've got to ideate and bring to market really quickly virtual camps. And we got really, really good at them and they're very effective. And then we did some virtual support groups. And it was cool because kids who might not ever come to our program, um, kids from Kansas or you know different places where we've never had a camp and may never go, were able to log on. So that was fabulous. And then we started reading the tea leaves that there was some Zoom fatigue and some states were opening back up last fall. So we were able to hold family camps. We couldn't hold our traditional camp, 
but they were allowed to rent to families. So we said, we're going to do family camps. And that ended up being really powerful because we were able to help the whole family unit heal. We did a program for parents, a separate one for kids, separated them during the day, but they slept together in the cabins and came together for the memorial service at the end of the weekend. And the appreciation that the parents had of what their children were experiencing, as well as the opportunity for the parents to heal and for the kids to go home to a more um, happier intact parent was really powerful. So I, I don't know if I can articulate this question um, very much, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So uh, is it is it more the um, clinical aspect of what kids are going through or more of the seeing people in a common frame and experiencing life as a kid and the joys and sort of breaking down the what, what probably is a natural tendency, which is to just focus on the negative aspects and, and not the positive, or is it a combination of all of it that you bring together in the camp? What's, what's sort of the magic, without giving away the magic formula, Secret but, sauce. Know, for, for the success of, of the program? Yeah, I, I think it's both. To your point, it's just, when kids show up, if they left after five minutes, they would be different because most of them have never met another child who's experienced a significant death. And if they show up and see 60, 70 other kids with, you know, they're drinking in that message, wow, I'm not alone. And then when they get into the small support groups, the healing circles, somebody, somebody else is gonna have lost a dad or a mom, brother, sister, and even to the same type of loss too. So they get validated, whatever their loss is, they're not alone. Whatever they're thinking or feeling is not alone. It might be the first time they were able, able to tell their story and other people leaned in as opposed to like acting like they could catch it. But then it's also important for them to be a kid. Kids don't sit with loss real long. So it's important the playing and the making the friendships. And we let kids repeat year over year. So they make these, we're a community and they get to make these relationships with other kids and even the, the volunteers that they get to see year over year. And it's just as important to have that fun time and let them, you know, mindless wear them out fun kind of activities or cabin time, being silly and telling ghost stories or whatever, you know, that, that that's just as important as the, the um, tangible clinical work. Excellent. I want to, uh, to give you a moment to talk about your funding sources because you are a nonprofit. Is it individually funded predominantly or foundation funded? How, how does the program work? Right. So everything we do is at no cost. So we are, are always looking for funding. It is a lot of individual donors. And we also get corporate funders grants. And then we also do uh, fundraisers. So each one of those, those buckets is equally important and allows what we do and have done to help 20,000 kids all at no cost for over 20 years. But we're always looking for donors. So it, it, we change lives and it's powerful to be a part of. So we're really grateful for that. Excellent. Well, you're doing wonderful uh, work, Lynn, and I uh, wish you the best of continued success with it and uh, keep helping those those children and families who have suffered terrible loss. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but there's probably greater need than ever for your services and uh, services that obviously there are always need for. So uh, Lynn Hughes, founder and CEO of Comfort Zone Camp, a pleasure to have you on Ready Entrepreneurs. If people want to reach out to you, find out more about the camp, find out how to support you, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way would be through our website, which is comfortzonecamp.org, comfortzonecamp.org, or you are welcome to email me at lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at comfortzonecamp.org. Love to hear from you. Excellent. It's been uh, wonderful to learn about the program and, and, and your camp and what it is that you're doing. And um, always a pleasure to, uh, to meet people doing great work such as yourselves on Radio Entrepreneurs. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.